0: So for you personally, what is the most remarkable thing about Jesus? When you think of Jesus, is there one thing that you think of? Something that stands out? Maybe all his miracles, maybe a particular miracle, a teaching, something that, um, you know, one of his wisdom teachings, teaching about a character. Well, Jesus was the perfect Son of God. So it doesn't actually matter what you say, it'll all be right. Because everything that Jesus did is perfect. He followed God's will perfectly on this earth. However, this morning I do want to stand still at an act of Jesus that we read in only one of the four Gospels, the Gospel of John. And there's only a couple of verses devoted to this act of Jesus, and it can be overlooked Or the significance of this act. You know, it's easy to miss the significance. So I want to look at Jesus washing the feet of his disciples before the Passover. Who has read that verse. Now that I'm saying it's like, yeah, I have read that somewhere. So the culture of that time portrayed feet washing as a lowly task it was something that servants did for their masters it wasn't something amazing to be washing people's feet at the time they were all wearing sandals all muddy, dirty feet from walking around Um, it certainly wasn't a task for a king I think you would agree so when Jesus got off his outer robes And he grabbed a towel and a basin and he started washing the feet of his disciples. Peter, typical Peter fashion, always got something to say. He was flabbergasted. In John 13 verse 8, Peter said to him, Jesus, you shall never wash my feet. He vehemently denied Jesus' request to wash his feet. But if you look at the context, around this act of jesus what jesus was saying to his disciples and when this happened in the chronology then we see that it's a very important picture and something very important for us to understand as jesus followers so let's get a bit of background and context to this event So I don't know if you've considered this, but Jesus enjoyed God's divine protection while he was walking his earthly ministry and while he was walking ever closer to the cross. He enjoyed God's protection because he said a lot of stuff that angered a lot of people. People didn't like him. The authorities didn't like him. The religious leaders of the day didn't like him. Many people conspired to kill Jesus all the time. And yet, he was protected by God while he was walking out his earthly ministry. As an example, Luke 4 verse 28 to 30. Now this tells the story of Jesus ministering in the synagogue in Nazareth. And what he is saying to the people Angers them. They don't like it. When they heard these things, all in the synagogue were filled with wrath. They suddenly got very angry with Jesus while he was just teaching them out of Isaiah, a book that they all know and love and read every uh, Sabbath. But when Jesus took that, they got very angry. They rose up, they drove him out of town and brought him to the brow of the hill on which their town was built. Why? So that they could throw him down the cliff. They got so angry at Jesus, they wanted to throw him down a cliff. Never mind the feet washing of Jesus. Have you ever read this part in scripture? But what happens next? God's divine protection kicks in. But passing through the midst, Jesus went away. There's a whole crowd of people, angry, the whole synagogue dragging him out. I mean, they were probably dragging him for for quite a far while. And suddenly, he just walked through the midst and off he goes. So he was enjoying God's divine protection for a time in his life and a time in his ministry. Now, during this time of Jesus' public ministry, he taught his disciples many things. He had many opportunities to teach them. Right? They were following him for three years on this earth. So he taught them, you know, he allowed them to see what being led by the Spirit looked like. He taught them um, just so that for them to experience how he lived his daily life. They were all witness to everything he did for three years. They were witness to what living in obedience looked like. because Jesus was 100% obedient to God the Father in everything he did. Jesus modeled a healthy prayer life to them. Very often in scripture we read, Jesus got up early, went to a quiet place to pray. So he modeled that to them. What does a healthy prayer life look like? They had first-hand experience of all of this. And Jesus allowed them to experience a taste of the relationship between father and son. A relationship that soon they and all of us would be having too. A direct relationship between father and son. So all of this happened in the three years that God enjoyed, after Jesus enjoyed this protection from God. However, at this point in the story, when Jesus was washing his disciples' feet, this divine protection had come to an end. Read in John 12, verse 23, it's Jesus talking to his disciples. And Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. And again in John 13 verse 1. Now before the Feast of Passover. That was when Jesus was to be handed over to be crucified. When Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world and to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. So Jesus knew that the fulfillment and the walk of his love and his ministry was coming to an end on this earth. He was standing in the doorway of his earthly destiny. He came to this earth for this point to die on the cross for us. Now, he taught his disciples almost everything they had to know. Now, we know he still had some time with them. And after he rose from the dead, he spent some more time. But most of the time that he had with them, the three years, is now at an end. And Jesus had mere hours left with his disciples before going to the cross. Now, against this backdrop, this is the context in which Jesus chooses to wash his disciples' feet. Almost like a final act before everything comes to a point, before the tipping of the scales tip for the entire history. This is what Jesus chooses to do. So, when a person comes to the end of your life and you gather around all your loved ones, you are going to say something profound. Well, I hope you are. You know. You're not going to call them all together and say, Come close. I can see your house from here. You're not going to do that. You're going to say something profound. And it was the same with Jesus. This was a very important lesson that he wanted to teach them at this very critical time. By physically washing their feet Jesus was teaching them a spiritual lesson Without being spiritually washed by Jesus There could be no forgiveness of sin And no reconciliation between God and man Let's look at John 13 verse 8 again looked at the first part in the beginning. Peter said, you shall never wash my feet. But then Jesus answered Peter, if I do not wash you, you have no share with me. If I do not wash you, you have no share with me. If my blood doesn't clean you, You cannot have relationship with me and the Father. You cannot have eternal life. You cannot be reconciled to me if my blood does not wash you. And Jesus asks his disciples in John 13 verse 12, just to hit that point home. John 13 verse 12. When he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place at the table, he said to them, Do you understand what I have done to you? Do you understand what I have done to you? With this simple act of foot washing. So much more significant than a dirty feet, a towel, and a basin. Jesus' entire life was a lesson and an example for his disciples. He used every opportunity to teach them. Jesus was never idle. He never let an opportunity slip to teach, to teach them, to show them, to have them experience, to have them taste and see. And it was the same in this instance. It wasn't merely that physical gesture of just washing feet. Jesus was teaching them something profound and he wanted to make sure they understood. Do you understand what I have done for you? The washing was a spiritual picture of redemption, of the cleansing and the washing and the renewing of our hearts. That Jesus was about to do for them and for us on the cross. It was about the history of the entire world that would be changed at that point forever. It was about the final victory over death. The final reconciliation between God and man. All through the death of Jesus on the cross. And Jesus wanted them to understand. But Jesus being Jesus. He didn't lose this moment to teach them even more. So Jesus continues to use this one example. To teach them a number of things. In John 13 verse 14 and 15. If I then, your Lord and your teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done for you. Jesus calls us to imitate him in the washing of feet. Does this mean we should physically... Wash everybody's feet. Is Jesus instituting a ritual here or a ceremony? Yes. No. Ah, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> um no. So well, so sometimes if you do feel that the Holy Spirit is laying it on your heart for a specific person, for a specific situation, to wash their feet, then that's fine. I've had my feet washed and it was done in a a very holy way with a great heart attitude and the person who did it felt they really had to do it and I think it was more a step of obedience for them maybe, Um, something that they had to step in, but it also was a a stretch for me, I must admit, I'm not a great fan of uh, having my feet washed So, if you want to stretch me. <laughs> no, don't. It's not a, it's not a challenge. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Challenge not accepted. Yeah. As long as it comes with a massage. Um, okay, so then, yes, then it's fine. But this is not what Jesus is saying here. He's not instituting a physical foot washing ceremony. Going. He's teaching us about humility, about sacrificial love, about having a servant's heart, about putting others first, about your character. I think all of us would gladly wash Jesus' feet. I mean, who would wash Jesus' feet? If Jesus appeared here, we would all rush to wash Jesus' feet. Because He's Jesus. You know, servants washing the Master's feet. That's what, that's what we do. But Jesus tells us to wash one another's feet. Who would do that? So just to put that into so just to put that into a different light, anything we do that washes away the hurts, the discouragements, the pain, the suffering from anybody's life is foot washing. It's not physical. If I encourage you when you're having a bad day, I'm washing your feet. If I pray for you when you're struggling, I'm washing your feet. Those are spiritual things. Physical things. If I take you a meal when you are sick and you're unable to cook, that's washing your feet. We can wash each other's feet in so many different ways. It's easy for us to criticize the dirty feet of others. It's easy to pass the judgment on others. It's easy to point out the dirt on others' feet. Don't you agree with me? When you're sitting and you're talking and you're chatting away somebody comes up in conversation it's easy to point out the dirt on their feet it isn't so easy to lift them up to go and wash their feet to realize they're hurting to go and encourage them to pray for them to love them unconditionally Here's a big one. To have patience with them when they stumble again and again and they dirty their feet again and again. let's be honest, we all do. I do. My feet are continuously dirty. We don't have clean feet. It has to be continually washed. We have to have continual, loving, sacrificial grace and patience with one another. And an equally important lesson in this. And sometimes for some of us a more difficult lesson. Is that we also show a servant's heart by receiving this kind of sacrificial love. So who finds it difficult sometimes to receive? That was a very quick hand there on this one who finds it difficult to receive the love sometimes my hand is up I find it difficult to receive these kinds of gifts from other people so just have a look at your heart you need to be able to give and receive if you can't receive come and have a chat with me or Darby could be pride, deep, 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 deep-rooted and ve- very well-hidden pride that you cannot receive anything from anybody. Sometimes I am the encourager, but sometimes I need encouragement. I am not above that. I am the friend, but also I need a friend goes both ways sometimes I pray for others when they struggle but sometimes I need prayer when I struggle so this is the heart of what Jesus was teaching his disciples through the action of washing their feet And it's a very important lesson in the context, as I've just laid it out for you, with the very last hours that Jesus had with His disciples. This is what He chose to teach them. Do you understand what I have done to you? Do you understand the lesson that Jesus was teaching in this moment? And now we get to the kicker. It's always a kicker. John 13 verse 17. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Just FYI, these verses are all in the same passage of Scripture. I'm not randomly giving you a lesson and then from somewhere else you're blessed if you do them this is the same piece of scripture that Jesus walks and talks his disciples through and he ends it with saying if you know these things blessed are you if you do them so Jesus is saying to them after I have now taught you this lesson and after you've seen me for three years after you've seen how I've lived what I've done the culmination of what I've put into you after you've understood what it means after you've understood my pattern that I want you to live by and that I expect you to live by blessed are you if you live by it blessed are you if you live by my pattern blessed are you if you imitate me because that's what Jesus calls us to do as I'm your master and I wash your feet imitate me and blessed will you be